Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. One of the worst sports days in my history. Maybe Sam's too. Still, let's talk basketball. Wow, that hurt. Sam? Yes, sir. Can I even tell you that the Giants winning today, even the way they won, kind of made today worse. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I have to tell you, I would normally be like, yo, what is he talking about? I I, kind of feel the same way. I just, I'm I'm trying to get this through this period of time as a Giants fan, and and, um, I know this team needs talent. It needs, needs, uh, you know, high-end upper echelon talent like good teams have elite players in a couple of positions and the Giants have no elite players and the one elite player they do have is always hurt you can't catch a break and trickling down from that sadness uh is the Jets' sadness. Also, Manchester United's sadness. I'm a big Liverpool fan, so I saw saw the score. Oh, what a kick in the stomach. I'm getting it in all time zones. (laughs) I mean, and you with the Mets. Yeah, still without a manager, still without a, uh, still without a head of, baseball operations no one wants to work for them it's all you know you know like the nets at least you could say even if everything even if every single player on the team got hurt i'd be like oh we have an owner and a gm that i like the nets don't have anything rough so i i mean the whole thing with the nets and this is a nets podcast so let's move on to the nets the whole thing starts like for me I knew it was going to be a bad day when it starts with uh, like I don't even think protest is the right word for it Sam what what would you call yeah, it? it I mean yeah no I want you cuz me and you were texting during it or I guess as you were um as you were uh, on your way out and I actually think like what you um and your son Trey experienced that is actually like a really crazy, unfortunate, but also like interesting thing for a father and son to experience going to a home opener. And I know Trey is obviously on the verge of becoming like one of the biggest 
Nets fans, especially specifically a Brooklyn Nets fan, we've had. And so I think you describing like that process is actually pretty interesting. Dude, I I walk up Green Avenue. I, I'm, you know, from Bed Stuy. I live right on the borderline of Bed Stuy and Clinton Hill, and Barclay Center is it's 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 Bed Stuy, Clinton Hill, Fort Green. Like it's it's a nice it's a little walk. Um, not as nice of a walk as my old apartment, but which was four blocks and where I lived uh, when Barclay first opened. Used to be amazing just going to games from there. But still, me and my son, we have our tradition. We we walk up to the games and, and we might stop and get ice cream or we might have dinner or whatever it is. Just it's it's our time. It's time we left late. <laughs> so there was no time for any of that. And we just was trying to get there and we usually turn up South Portland. To go through the American Express entrance. So now. I'm about to turn on South Portland. And I look. And it and I say to myself. Oh shit. Like. There's a lot of Charlotte fans here. I I was like. I can't believe it. They're. They're. Um, you know. They're, this, they think it's a parking lot. <laughs> what. One of the back streets in Brooklyn, like they think it's part. Uh, they're tailgating out here. Was my first thought, cause no way, like, am I thinking? Oh, it's a protest. Oh, there's gonna be a protest. Like that wasn't even close to my mind. Not even a thought. I I see them. I'm like, you know what? COVID. <laughs> Let me. Let let's just be safe and go down the over by the target. Yeah, we get down by the target. We make the left. We're, we're walking up, and it is a madhouse. The protesters were just organizing right there to. Um, they were organizing on uh, uh, right in front of the the, the little plaza where uh, there's a mall, there's a target, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And on the other side, you could see them across the street, and they were on the other side of the of the um, line um, barrier. And I'm looking at both things, and I'm like, "Is this is this really like what's happening right now? Like, I'm seeing Trumpian flags, Blue Lives Matter, like." I'm like, where am I and why is this happening at, at 3.30 in the afternoon, 3.45 in the afternoon on a Nets day? Like, uh, So now it's like the shock of it is let's kind of stop walking fast because we were late. We slowed down and <laughs> amazingly... Like people started um, shouting at Trey because I told him to put on his mask. I I always do that. Large crowd of people. He's not vaccinated. Put on your mask. When I told Trey to put on his mask, this like I, it must have been a husband and wife, boyfriend and girlfriend, 
they were rolling together they lost it and then the people that was who knew them or were with them lost it too you know it's child abuse to be forcing him to wear that mask I couldn't believe it and that's not even what scared me like I bump into crazy people all the time it's New York City but what was really scary was that it seemed and and I'm not saying this is what happened it's just on the Atlantic Avenue side of you know the street it basically I, I saw cops watching as these protesters and I don't like to call them protesters bum rushed the main lobby did they get past the, the metal detectors I don't know I'm on the other side of the street but that was enough oh, wow. for me to be like okay it's out of control now oh I didn't even know I didn't even know that happened So, when when I saw how many people went through the front doors, it wasn't like it was a lot. It's not like it was a it was thousands, but it was enough. And then they had other people who were still behind the barriers on the other side. And I'm I'm looking at them and going, "This is like if if my wife was here, she'd be like, let's go home." And I had to wrestle with the disappointment of. It's opening day. I'm not getting a refund for these tickets. Thank God I didn't go ultra lavish with the tickets. But still, I'm not getting a refund for these tickets. I may not even make it home to see opening tip. But I looked at it and was like, if I go try to stand on line with my, with my unvaccinated son... And I risk him getting hurt because I'm basketball obsessed. I'm supposed to be managing his love with common sense. You know, his love of of basketball and everything else with common sense. And I just thought to myself how much I would hate it if his going to a Nets basketball experience was something really negative. That made him scared of going. Yep. So, so I just was like, I'm not gonna try to be a hero here. I'm not gonna try to guesstimate how good. Or, I'm glad it ended up the way that it did. It didn't, you know, no one got hurt. It wasn't a big deal. Um, it was just more of a nuisance. But at that moment, I couldn't tell from Twitter if it was real, if it was not real, and I just was like. Alright, I'm out. Like I was hoping someone would say something to me that would make me feel like it was it was under control. But the shocking part was that the cops just let it like they were on the on the sidewalk, I mean on the street side of uh things, you know, standing outside of their cars and it's like they moseyed over there. They they didn't run over, they they didn't they weren't um, I, I I just feel like they didn't spring into action, which is springing into action was seemed appropriate to me, and it, and that's that's not what went on. And and, and you want to know what? A lot of people around me didn't seem scared. 
Some people paused. You could even tell, like, by the time I got I got home, um, I saw the uh, beginning of the game, and people still hadn't made it to their seats. The, our, our seats was empty to start the uh, uh, the first quarter. And the reason why was a lot of people were still outside. And yeah, a you lot could, of... I mean, you watching that, like, like it, was, it was clear that there was something going on because, you know. It, it, it's it just quiet. so, it's just so disappointing in the sense of it, not, nothing the Nets are doing, nothing Kyrie's doing. It's just disappointing that we live in a world today that, you have to make that call. Like it's a basketball game, and so many people are are have made this anti-vax thing a part of their identity that they could build a group, they could throw a group together. You know, and you got your QAnon people out there. You got you have all of the internet information weirdos out there, and the disappointing part of it is that you could actually throw a group of people together that quickly to do that. And yeah. that's dangerous. <laughs> uh, it, it like, like I said, if it was just me or if it was me and my wife or me and my boys, we would have, we would have went to that game. We would have went to that game. It's just, and I might've even overreacted if, you know, cause uh, I, I just couldn't tell, if you know when you're talking to your 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 conscious, I couldn't tell if my bias of oh it's okay it's not, nothing's gonna happen it's uh, let's just go in there I had to fight that side of my brain <laughs> to go right. nah if something does happen <laughs> you saw the QAnon flag like I I actually didn't I actually heard about them after but um um I just. I, I, I don't feel safe. It's it's so crazy where people are always talking about Pledge of Allegiance and, and, and all of those things. Like, when I see a groups of people shouting and they're waving American flags, it's usually not a good thing for black people. <laughs> so, <laughs> unfortunately, that uh, because of the times that we're living in, um, I just was like, yo, we're going home, Trey. It's yeah. too crazy. And we went home, and he didn't make a big deal of it. It, it was totally cool. Um, we watched the game at home, you know. Uh, but there wasn't much joy in the game. I, after me going explaining that whole thing, why don't you, why don't you throw a big umbrella over? Uh, give us the synopsis of uh, what that game was. I mean, look, like me and you in the in the spaces are, I think, consistently the two people that keep saying, you know, in the games, in the games where they play the young athletic teams, they get exposed. And a lot of times you and I are ridiculed and say like, oh, like you guys are being like negative about this team. We're undefeated. And it's like, we're not saying that the a, a Hornets or a Hawks or whoever is better than us, but like these types of games happen. Like the Nets were, are a better team than them, and they proved that they were better throughout the entire game. I think uh, Sarah Kustak or Ruka, one of them said on the on the broadcast, like, you know, the Nets were in control of that game the entire time, but the Hornets stuck around, and then the Nets took their foot off the gas and looked like a days ago, and the Hornets kept going because they can't. 
and that's like I think to me that's to me that's what happened basically. I so that's it. <laughs> um, like, they, I just I just I just wish people wouldn't jump to the like if your favorite person on your on this team or the guy that you like or the guy that you're rooting for on this team. I, if I have a heavy critique for them, it's not coming from a place where I pr- just dislike that particular guy. I just think the Nets continue to have this, uh, similar problems and it, it continues to, you know, haunt them that they're not willing to see these things as an issue. One, I think, I think the the most pivotal thing that has happened to the Nets outside of signing the superstars and outside of trading for James Harden is the, the decision to, you know, add Jared Allen to the trade. If Spencer Dinwiddie was healthy, it, like history would be so different. Cause if we had Jared Allen and we've never had Spencer Dinwiddie for a long, long time, and we don't have him now. If we still had Jared Allen, we would be such a different team. And yep. and this team, I'm so disappointed. Like, uh, and and I, I say all of that to say I'm so disappointed in Nick Claxton. He's they they're giving him the run. There's people who are saying that they're giving him the run to 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 try to up his trade value. Well, that's not helping. He looks terrible. I mean. It's you see flashes of the kid that you love, of the player that you just, you know, were kind of imagining him to be, but he has had a horrible summer. Like, am am I am I over exaggerating about Nick? No, I mean they're not that. I mean they're they start off, they start off every game looking like shit in part because of him. Like I just think there's no, no two ways about it. Like I don't really get. I'm at the point where I just don't really get what he adds besides besides being at times a really really elite on ball on the perimeter defender because beyond that like he look Jared Allen and you said this on the podcast a, a lot when he was a member of the Nets like Jared Allen got better every single year you saw it like you saw like footwork you saw with his hands you saw where to yep. move his like how to move his body how yep. he attacked the rim how he's how, his body uh, composition body right i was about to say he got stronger himself like he and w- which led to more even more blocks at the rim because he could actually like get up there with like people like lebron and stuff like that and right. with claxton like it's like dude like this is this is year three and i'm seeing regression not progression and like right. i get that he hasn't gone the same run as allen generally but i mean claxton on offense to me is a is a negative like i think the team feels the need to to um try to spoon feed him lobs everyone sees it coming it's telegraphed from a mile away it's kind of like when right. Dinwiddie fell in love with uh throwing lobs to DJ and and half the time it didn't work like right. i just don't i don't really get i don't really get the point of 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 having him and i think he's like i mean i wish he was playing better just solely from a I, trade standpoint i get the point of having him there's a good point of having him the nets need the nets need foot speed they need someone who could finish uh, a play with a dunk. It's 
it shouldn't be that everything is, and it's always going to come back to haunt you when everything is a mid-range jumper and a three-pointer. You have to have portions of the games where you get those high percentage shots and that they're that they're a, a, a healthy part of your offense. And the Nets don't have the players to do that. It's It doesn't mean that they don't have the players to overcome that. They do. They have the players to overcome it. It's just, will they? Let's talk about James Harden's body composition is james harden fat uh he if he's if he's not fat he's right he's right there he's fat he he he's on the he's on that nba border i mean that's why look after what was it after game one or two i think it was after the first game i sent you and uh i sent you and matt a video of his highlights from not last year, but the year before that, the 2019-2020 mm. season. Mm-hmm. And if you see, if you see the way Harden moves pre-bubble, because because one, because he he clearly didn't want to go to the bubble. He had COVID. He was in horrendous shape. And I don't blame him. But right. if you see him pre-bubble, which is really not that long ago, we're talking like 18, 20 months ago. Like mm-hmm. that dude is a completely different athlete the way he the way he looks. Like the separation, the fluidity. The, the the pace the speed the um the the effort that he's putting in for a longer period of time when he's asked to do even more than he's asked to do now and he still doesn't seem as tired like it's just like people th- say that I'm like a hater on Harden it's just like I'm I'm watching with my own eyes like you watch enough basketball and you've all, and if you've played and even if you watch at a high school or college or pro level whatever it is like you can tell when like people are are laboring and when they're not getting the same separation that they used to. Kobe at it, the end of his career was not getting the same separation he got when right. he was 27. Like you can see it. Right. It would be disrespectful to of James Harden to say that what right. we saw today is James Harden. Look, you know, me and, he, me, and you, me and you said um me and you said multiple times last year that Kyrie looked like he was in the best shape of his entire life. And he uh-huh. was when you look when you look at videos of Kyrie, he like when he was in Cleveland or even Boston, he looks heavier. He does. He wasn't moving as um, as smoothly, and that's why last year he became what like the sixth player ever to do fifty, forty, ninety. Like that's not by accident. Right. Like, right. It's just I don't right. know. You can see it. But sorry, go ahead. No, I, I, I'm just agreeing with you. It, yeah. He's he um, he he looked. He also didn't look flim- he didn't look um flimsy. The year before yep. he looked very flimsy. They he added something to his diet to kind of give him Kyrie added something to his diet to kind of give him that wiry strong look to him. And um no, he's his early Cleveland Cavaliers years, he was uh most definitely uh, uh getting a little chubby. And maybe that was by design or maybe not, but you know, the Kyrie that's there now is completely different. But the James Harden, he looked great in the summer. He tricked me. I, you know what happened? I'm, I'm going to tell you what happened. Kyrie probably did like a, a keto, no-carb diet, got down in weight, got there first day of, of training camp, Um, got weighed in, it, everything looked good, and went right home to a big, 
pint of Rocky Road or something like that. <laughs> like he just he just went home and just and just ate carbs for like forty eight hours straight, and he and and that makes you balloon. You have to stick to the diet, James. You got to stick to it. Um, does James Harden pull out of this? Yeah, I think he does because I think this year is too important to him that, mm-hmm. like, I mean, look, I was unbelievably happy that I got him at 22 to 1 odds for MVP. So far, he looks like he's not an all star, let alone an MVP. But, I mean, I, I think he will. I mean, but the issue is, like, you listen to enough players get interviewed and they say once the season starts, it's hard to get yourself into shape. It's a lot of time on planes. It's a lot of time on buses. It's I call that not the a Paul lot Pierce special. Yep, Paul, exactly. Paul, like it's Paul Pierce was notorious for that. Yep. Getting in shape during the season. That dude had no muscle tone. Nope. He looked like if you cut him, he'd bleed cream cheese. <laughs> His arms look like tubes of paste. Yo, um, I, I, all right, let's not make it all doom and gloom, right? I, I'll say one thing that's positive, that's positive but negative at the same time. LaMarcus Aldridge looks pretty good, right? Yep, yep. You gotta be, you gotta be happy with the minutes he's giving us, like, but at the same time, he's slow. He's a plotter. Uh, his defense was nothing to write home about. And um, he can't play a lot of minutes because he's got a heart problem. So he's, even though he's the best guy that I've seen coming off the bench, him, him and Patty, him and Patty, I think they went over Patty. They used too much Patty at the end. I think a uh, Honestly, the 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 whole game pivoted on when they had the Patty Mills, uh, James Harden, and Javon all at the. Oh wait, wait, wait. I'm, it's not even it's not even that. There was a long run in the beginning of the fourth quarter where they had Bruce Brown, Javon Carter. And uh, uh, Patty Mills all at the same time. What the hell was <laughs> Steve Nash doing? See the the Nash the Nash stuff. I don't. I, I really because I, I think he's. I think he's in. A. I think he. I think basically everyone has or a lot of people, specifically the Nets Twitter world, has like really forgotten that he thought he was having 38 minutes or 35 minutes every night of Kyrie. And that's why guys like Javon Carter and, uh, uh, you know, and Bruce Brown and why, like all, all the minutes are just completely in flux. Cause if this is clearly not, this is clearly not what he intended. Um, so I think they will get a rotation. I think like, look, if you remember, um, if you remember, I, I was thinking back about this cause uh, Jason Kidd has obviously been in the news a lot with the Mavs, and you know that that his one year coaching they started off so terribly, and they looked old. And then Brook broke his foot in Philly, and everyone was like, "This season's over." And they just gave up all their picks. Like, 
this is the worst thing ever. And it was like basically the worst thing ever, but, but, but kid did like make adjustments. And like, so that's what I think Nash will do. I think like, you know, by December and January, I think he'll know who his guys are against what type of teams. And no, I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried. I think, I think there was some basketball cliche stuff that Javon Carter does. Like he looks like he's trying really hard, but he's not stopping anybody. He's, he's, he, I I hate fake good guys. <laughs> I hate guys that you think be, because they sound good, the, the reputation sounds good, and it's hard to quantify those guys who are just gritty and, you know, play hard on-ball defense. It's hard to, to, to look back and know if that guy actually did his job because you're not expecting them to have points and assists or even to shoot very well. So he he doesn't have any of those things. He doesn't shoot very well. But we believe that he does this job and he got eight alive today. He I I hope I I hope Sean Marks and I hope um uh Steve Nash's eyes were open today, but I don't I don't think they were. I think I think all coaches fall victim of believing in things in a certain player that's not true. None of the things is true about Javon Carter. I don't believe any of it. I mean, here's the only thing. I mean, you're basically asking a guy who is, like, on a on a bad team, Javon Carter should really be, like, your third guard. On a really good team, he's basically, like, your fourth. And we're basically asking him to be what? Like, the second, the third? Like he's... We asked him to start today. Yeah, right. And so my point is, like, it's hard for me to look. He His shot looked bad, and that was something that I was optimistic about coming into the year because he shot, like, I think in the high 30s last year with Phoenix. Um, but it was also in a much more limited role. And right now he's um, and right now he's at being asked to be a starter, as you just said. And, like, I just don't think that's who he is, like, at, like, at all. And he's and he's proven it. Look, like, some guys – you give you, you give Mike James the ball in one way or another, like he's gonna produce something. He's gonna produce some counting stats. Like Carter isn't that isn't that guy. Um, right. So I, I don't know. I mean, look, like the, I, I, what's frustrating is like you know we want to talk basketball and stuff like that, but the elephant in the room about oh so far about a lot of the stuff we're talking about is like Kyrie solves a lot of this stuff. Like he just he does. Well, like there's well well let's let's talk about him in in one group. Let's just finish about the game, and then we'll 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 pivot to that. Um, no, I. So I know that this is a small ball organization, an organization that believes in small ball. I get that, but they were trying to throw lobs in the post, or they were trying to lob the ball into the post to for Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown is like six foot one, if six foot one. He's no, he should never be trying. Like, it must have been the play because KD tried to do it twice. And they scored, they stole the ball and scored both times. Bruce Brown and Javon Carter should never play together. Never. Never. I don't even think Bruce Brown. I don't even think Bruce Brown and Joe Harris should play a lot of minutes together if Harden is on the floor. It's so disheartening. So disheartening because it's 
these more athletic teams are getting older and will be getting better than us. We have to have find a way to keep pace with them. And that was supposed to be Kyrie Irving. Let's let's address that part. Go, go ahead, Sam. <laughs> you go. I mean, I just, like, it's just, I mean, look, if we're not going to, like, I, I don't think we need to kind of, um, like, unearth the whole uh, uh, Kyrie, like, saga itself. But, like, from a pure basketball perspective, like, you can just tell, like, this team is playing a style that is just, not only is it, like, not uh, <laughs> super effective right now, it's also... Um, completely unfun to watch in a lot of ways because they have really little penetration and it's basically like watching a, uh, it's like watching a, 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 like a windshield. It's basically a lot of, a lot of movement along the perimeter, along right. the semicircle, waiting for right. the three. It's a lot of, someone. it's a lot of um, east and west movement versus north and south. Yeah. And, it, and, and look, and, and, and the combination of no Kyrie and Harden just not penetrating slash um, kicking out slash looking as fluid as he is. Like, they're just living and dying by the three. And you can live and die by it in a way that looks more effective than the way that they're doing it because because all they're doing is just throwing it, throwing it, like, either into the post once or they're just kicking it uh, along, the, along the half semicircle. Like, it's just not – it's just not that effective. And I also think it's super predictable. Yeah, no, people know what we do. And um, and a lot of these teams early have given a good primer of how to stop us. And the Philly game wasn't a good game either. So yep. uh, it, Kyrie's not the savior. Kyrie's not going to fix these problems. I don't even think it's fair to think that Kyrie could fix these problems. These This is for Sean Marks and Steve Nash to fix. You can't be completely devoid of foot speed I, I am shocked at how important Jeff Green was to this team I'm I'm not panicking of course there's enough talent on this team for us to figure it out and be the last team standing however if we don't address these things if we don't look at potential possibilities to if we stick our head in the sand and just hope Kyrie comes back or some miracle happens. Um, it could cost us a championship. The window is this championship window is not as big as people think. We've already had two years of of Kyrie and Kevin Durant being a part of our team. Yep. This is actually the third year, so we have to understand that if. If we want to have an historic run and exploit the fact that we have these players, the right components need to be put next to it. You need a 3 and D type of guy. You need a big wing. You need someone who's going to basically can take the ball 90 feet and dunk it. Blake Griffin cannot do that for you anymore. You know? Claxton, I don't know what's wrong with him. I, his conditioning coach should be fired. That's the worst development job the Nets have done. I, 
I'm disappointed, Sam. I'm not panicking. I'm disappointed. What 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 sets things right? What's the first thing Nash has to do? I think he needs his star point guard, shooting guard to start looking like how he looked in the middle of last year and or before the, the before the bubble. Like if like you cannot get a bad like get like getting this type of year or even like even if even if he improves a little bit like this like Harden year like cannot this cannot happen like he just I mean he's the engine like we've been saying that forever he is the he's the engine like Kate what is it he's the star he's the the straw that stirs the drink he's the straw and Kyrie is kind of like the the fan base like soul of the team but like Harden is Harden is the straw like there's just no other way around it no that's definitely true um I say that Nash just has to find the right the lineup. He has to find the right guys, create a, rot- a rotation that works. Don't ex- like don't lie to yourself about players. Do not lie to yourself about Javon Carter. He's not good. He's he's not good. He's not your backup point guard. He he might supposed to be. You don't want that. You need a better idea. Do something else. Or when you play him, you have to play him in the appropriate time. You have to play him in the, with the second string. You have to play him against lesser talent. And you have to play him with some other scoring. You cannot put Bruce Brown and Javon Carter on the floor at the same time. That makes no sense at all. Okay, I keep saying it. I keep saying it, Sam. Sam, any last words? <laughs> No, I mean, I, I mean, look, I'm hoping they we got the Dinwiddie homecoming tomorrow. Um, oh Jesus! Um, and that team, you know, that's another team that has a lot of guys that are trying to prove something. They're uh, they're not as athletic as the Hornets are, but they and they're also, I mean, they're also without like guys like uh, Thomas Bryant, who's a Nets killer. Um, but uh, we could be like, one in three. Yeah, I just I, I just saw them a couple of days ago. Like they don't they don't let up. Like Gafford's a big dude. You got I mean you got Kuzma, KCP, Dinwiddie, uh, uh, Kisper. Like they got guys who can shoot threes. Bertans who can shoot threes. Like it's not gonna be a these like these this idea of the next like rolling. None over of the people, guys like, you name can be Javon Carter cannot ne- defend any of the guys you just named. He does not have the size or the speed. No. He can't defend those guys, and there and therein lies the problem of how Sean Marks, um, you know, adds players. Now, don't get me wrong. Lamarcus was good. Uh, I Millsap looked better today. Not good, but better. Um, but he added no people who could actually run and jump. And I'm afraid of when we play teams like the Heat. Yeah. You know, they look like they that <laughs> they look like Navy SEALs of basketball. Well, just you know what? Like they never they, getting they tired. That uh, that you and Matt have talked about, which I haven't stressed enough, but you guys were right. Like, like Giannis and those guys came came to Miami and they got their teeth knocked in. Like, yeah. And the Nets, and the Nets, even even like, and the Nets just haven't had a lot of those games. That's what made you know like that second game against the Bucks so awesome. That like you know even without Harden, they just destroyed them and really embarrassed them. But it feels like in this 
KD era, it's a lot of having to sweat out things when this should be easier. Yeah, I would have had a, if I was a journalist back in the 90s, I would have had a, a two-page columns about vibes at HSS. Because clearly <laughs> all it is at HSS is vibes because nobody's in shape. Did they run? <laughs> did they Did they do any kind of endurance training? Right. What what is going on? We got tired in the fourth quarter. We just let up. Yep. I guess they're just saying we're going to, you know, get in shape. You know what? Forget it. I don't know. <laughs> Nets, Nets fans, this might be a long season. Don't panic. Don't panic. Say, talk your shit. Be angry. But don't panic. All right, Sam, this time, any last words? Let's break the fuck out. Nah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, hoping, for a, I'm hoping for a win tomorrow. Yo, pot thorn, everybody. Pot Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.